I'm Cameron. I don't just read comics. I love them. Welcome back to another episode of Cameron Reads Comics. On today's episode, my friend Alan Gomez and I are talking about Batman Damned by Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermejo. Just a warning, we are going into full spoilers for DC's first black label imprint title, Batman Damned, so consider yourself warned and make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Cameron Reads Comics. And make sure to clobber the like and subscribe buttons as well as leave me a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Now, here is your episode. Welcome back to Cameron Reads Comics. My name is Cameron. I don't just read comics. I love them. And today we have a very special episode uh, with my friend, Alan Gomez. Alan, how are you? Hello. I am now fantastic that we're able to record. We literally you guys don't know the peril that we went through to take. It took us 30 minutes to try and make this all work. So God bless Al, Alan's patience. We're here now. Mm-hmm. Um. And actually, I have an intro mm-hmm. for you. I don't know if you know, but Alan was the owner of my favorite coffee shop in all the world. And if there's one, there's two things I love. It's comic books and it's coffee. And they go together hand in hand. And I've read many, many, many wonderful comics I've read at the shop you owned. And it is so close to my heart. So yeah, for you to reach out to me and say, <clears throat> hey, let's talk, let's talk comics. I'm like, Absolutely. I also just want everyone to know that I think that marketing wise, and I think that based on all of your interests, because I don't think we know each other very well, but on my perceived interests, like what I've seen you be interested in, I think are like, I just think you are Quentin Tarantino level on the pulse of what is cool. <laughs> and I mean that. Yes. I mean, that's pretty flattering, but I, I never thought of myself as that, but I mean, I'll I'll, I'll gladly gush about it on this pod. So wait, like just briefly, what would you say your, this is even about comic books yet, because then when you ask me about comic books, I'm like, okay, now my interest is validated. That is just icing on the cake. So what, what what are your hobbies? Uh, I don't really do much. I'm just a stay at home dad. So that kind of is my whole life. But other than that, um, I've been rebuilding a car for two years, which that's been a pain in the ass, but also pretty rewarding. It was, dude, this thing was just a piece of trash when I bought it, but mm-hmm. I wanted to dive in and build a car. And so, um, so yeah, I just how, uh, decided one day I was going to do it. How long has <laughs> that project been like in the works? Um, <clears throat> let's see. I bought it January, 2020. Okay. What so a right great year COVID. to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I bought it January, 2020 and it's a 67 Carmen Ghia, by the way, I didn't even mention it, but <clears throat> yeah, I bought it then. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> COVID's got me. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to just challenge myself. I'd never, 
I'd never built a car before. And so I was like, well, only way to do it is just to buy just a terrible project and see if I can do it. Yeah, and so way- far I've done it. And I've driven that car so much now. Yeah, that's awesome. That's like, cause yeah. also you, you, you attend and you've hosted these events called all makes welcome, which is a local mm-hmm. Long Beach event. Uh, and it is I, you, you, and like, I don't know if, if you guys are boys, but the guy who started um, butterscotch have just, uh, yeah, we're, we're, um, we're not like so close, but yeah. he actually started to cut you up. No, you're good. In the, um, in his way early days, he had messaged me when Commodity was still in that little space before he had messaged me about um, him doing like an in like a shop in shop mm-hmm. um, for his stuff. And uh, I had no idea who he was. He was just some random guy. And, yeah. then, I was just like, and then like I saw that one of my friends followed him. So I'm like, oh, who's this guy? And he's like, oh, he's a rad dude opening up like this clothing shop, motorcycle yeah. guy. Um, and you know, at the time I still owned a motorcycle. And so I was like, all right, yeah, let's do a shop and shop and whatever, you know? And then from there he started, you know, building up his sales and all that. Then he got his own space and yeah, he comes, he comes to the meets, you know, fairly often. And he, he comes and supported commodity quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. It was you two that like sparked my interest. Cause I'm like commodity, the shop was it was like, it showed, it got me number one into like really cool architecture. And I just mean like the interior of the shop is if I was to curate what I would want this to look like, what I want my life to look like, it's that. And then all the plants and then all the, it's like, I now just want a BMW 2002 from like 1971. Cause I think that is just the coolest car. And they're like, pretty red. It's because of, you know, the, the, I want to say the brand or like the market that you guys have kind of like tapped into. And so that's why I was like, Oh, I just think it's so awesome. Yeah. And so, well, really uh, the car meets kind of were born out of selfishness, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Cause it's like, I want to just see a bunch of cars and I want them to come to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> and then at the time, you know, prior to me selling the business, which now I've, I've done, Mm-hmm. um so prior to that you know it was just like you know being a small business owner you're always trying to think of like what else you can do to make more money and like you know bring in a bunch of people who want to hang out and look at cars that's a way to bring in money because yeah. people come in and they start you know buying a whole bunch of stuff yeah yeah and i'm <clears throat> i was a regular at spending i'd go to because you, you guys are on the same street as my local comic shop so my route would be go to the comic shop go to commodity grab a cup of coffee and then it's like i'd spend 40 bucks at the comic shop and then just go spend 40 bucks at the coffee shop which sounds impossible but it's not i you know what's funny is i um i had never been to that one i'd always meant to go but i'd never been i go to a different one yeah because it's closer to my house okay yeah but i'd always yeah i'd always meant to go to that one i just i just i just didn't yeah, no, it's uh, my it's my local plug, Pulp Fiction <laughs> Comics, Long Beach. What's what's your local yeah. shop? Plug them. Uh, I I've hit Amazing Comics. Yeah. Um, because yeah, they're they're a lot closer to my house, and yeah. so that I've been there a little bit more. And then I used to go to the LA Fitness prior to COVID. That one that's like right next door. Oh, okay. So I was there all the time, and so yeah. that just it was just so convenient. 
Yeah, that's those um, are okay. Amazing Comics is where I got my first comic ever. Uh, my parents got it for me for Christmas one year. It was uh, I don't know if you ever read Batman Hush. It was the first issue of that series. Um, I never read it, but I've, I watched it. Oh. <laughs> I watched I watched the animated movie, but the Hush Hush I did re- really want to get into those. Oh, we will. Um, yeah, and uh, I've just not. I just never read that one, but spe- yeah. specifically. Let me tell comic. you, <clears throat> of all what? the movies, though, of all the movies, like they are, that is the worst adaptation. So don't don't even pay any attention to that based on the source material because it's just completely wrong. Yeah, you know, I kind of gathered that. I feel like they're from the movie, and I've gotten pretty familiar with uh, a lot of that WB animation stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and you can see <clears throat> what has what was changed here and there, you know, even, even in animation form. And so it's, it seems like there's a bit more to be desired in that. movie. Absolutely. Okay. But wait, you were saying your first comic, what is, oh, I was going to say the first, the, yeah, the first comic I think I ever bought was an Elseworlds. And it was, uh, What's I it? think it was Gotham, Gotham Noir. Oh, okay. Is it um, was that Gotham by Gaslight or no? Just did Gotham Noir. No, 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 no. It's a, a Gotham Noir. It's a um, it's uh it's like a you know noir style, like a film noir style. Yeah. It reads like that, and it's where um, you know, I guess spoiler, Batman's like the villain. Oh, whoa! It's okay. That's <clears> a whole story. <laughs> and, and Jim Gordon, Jim Gordon is like the detective who's like the the film noir main thing. Oh. You know that's awesome um yeah and it i mean i could be remembering it wrong honestly Ooh. i still own it but i haven't read it since like 2011 so <laughs> so maybe right now i'll get like fact checked by somebody saying that i'm it's so wrong <laughs> i don't think so it's it's you know what it's the else world stuff is far and away and also like it's 11 years you have read 11 years whatever you know it's i remember yeah. you i was i hit you up because you posted a long long time ago about uh, Justice League Doom, which is like my favorite animated uh, WB animation movie, the DC animated yeah. universe. That's my favorite one, just because uh, it's solid. Um, but you posted <clears> like, "Oh, this is so good," and I was like, "Oh, that is so cool," because like I love that movie, and it feels like a secret, you know? Yeah, dude, I love a lot of the DC animated stuff. It's it's so fun to watch, and I just keep revisiting a lot of it. Actually. Uh, earlier today before i took my dog on a walk i was halfway through um apocalypse war oh again. that one's wild and you, you yeah said, it's it's super crazy <clears throat> yeah that one they changed everything after that and i was like oh i was kind of bummed because i thought they had like a really solid animated universe going but whatever yeah that was that was the end that was the end of the, the universe. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's <clears throat> that's what we're going to do with that. Okay, just, just take it and go. Um, Okay, so how long would you say you've been a comic book fan? So you had that one story, but I guess how long has your relationship with the medium <clears throat> been? Um, With comic books specifically, like actually picking them up and reading them, I got into them pretty late, I want to say. Um, maybe... 2011 was probably when I really started reading them seriously um and then like here and there when I was a kid and it was like like my friends had some and I would like mm-hmm. read some while I was at their house whatever and so 
I grew up really familiar with a lot of the stories, but I didn't read a ton of them. And then, um, and then obviously like Keaton Batman was just like, you know, what everyone wanted to watch. And then Richard Donner, Superman. Of course. <clears throat> and so I guess just say Reeves Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> say, yeah. Since I said Keaton Batman. Um, yeah. whoop. Oh my God. <laughs> you caught me. You're good. Um, All right. There we go. So I guess like, was it, what were you picking up the most? Like, was it DC? <laughs> were you Marvel? Were you indie? Especially in like 2011? Um, I was, I was always really into DC the most. I was really into like so much uh, once I once I really started getting into it and you know 11 years ago uh, I started getting into more stuff but DC has continuously been what I've been the most into mm-hmm. um, and <clears throat> I kind of you know from time to time I start thinking like oh maybe this is generic or maybe not but like Batman is continually like the one I always come back to. That's like that's like home. Is, yeah, of course. Is where Batman is. <laughs> and I just think the like him being just so grounded and so like tortured, having like all this um like trauma he's lived through and he's like continually working through it, which is kind of, you know, how we all are like we all have our own mental struggles and all that and so i think everyone just kind of jives with batman a lot i think that's why he's become so popular you know and why he's been like his movies have been made so many times Mm -hmm. because it's just like he's just there's so many layers to him and then you even take it a step further which i think dc does a really good job of is layering a lot of the villains oh yeah you know like and especially in more recent years like in the beginning like catwoman was just like this jewel thief villain but now mm. she's like this you know she's she's torn like you know she's she's been a villain the anti-hero she's been the hero like you know she she's always kind of in the middle you know yeah and then even like you know even two-faced like he was you know the white knight then he was the villain and all that but he's still just like he's he's so tortured in so many ways and i think there's like there's so many um there's so many things you can like really like look at with dc villains which i love like especially the batman rogues and like even like Penguin is a really fun one too, even with like, like he's for sure got the Napoleon complex. Oh yeah. And then he, like, he always wants to have that portrayal that he's the most important, like when he ran for mayor and then, you know, he, he does all these big things because he wants to be the important big guy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it's funny too, because uh, I, I like, I like how you're saying, especially with Batman's rogues, they're, they're like, it's so easy to look at because they're, each of them are also so individual and different. And uh, I think Penguin also, you mentioned him. I think he's one of the most underrated characters and underutilized. I'm just waiting for like the Penguin story, you know? There's, yeah. there's one that came out a long time ago that's supposed to be really good, but like 
the best one I've read is like it, it's a it's a newer comic called Batman Earth One Volume One, and it's just him, you know, being uh, he just he just I think Ken- Penguin has the potential to be like Kingpin of Gotham City, you know, and yeah, and that would I'm be super it. sick to see, um, because yeah, I mean the the last real big dive was Danny DeVito, like as yeah. far as in a in like movie form or show form like like yeah gotham did it too but i think gotham was kind of a messy show to be yeah. honest no you're right i watched it a little bit and i was like there's there's it's so convoluted i don't really want to keep watching i i read a quote a long time ago about gotham <clears throat> and trigger warning for anyone who's a gotham fan but it said it doesn't know if it's a schumacher or a nolan batman and it was trying to be both and That's i totally true. agreed i was like it, it was just hard it was hard um but yeah. okay going okay so let's go into dc black label did you know that this was actually the first dc black label book um i didn't at first but i do um i do remember uh after i read it i kind of wanted to read up more about it um because yeah anyone who has read it they definitely know that it's it's a story yeah. So, um, so yeah, I read a little bit more about it and, um, I did see that it was, um, uh, what is it? The, the writers, Brian, the, as a, Azarello. Azarello, yeah. And, and the, and the other ones. Bermejo, the yeah. yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, my it was, it, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it was there chance to start and do a different sort of dc story they got like the go-ahead to do it and so yeah after i finished the book i uh i went and kind of read a little bit backstory about it and it's like it's cool to see that they were able to like do what they really wanted to do do these do this one-off story what did, what did you think about uh or not bermejo but brian azarello's writing style um it was uh it's really interesting. Like it was, oh man. It, it. I think the thing that I really took away from it was I really liked that you are finding out kind of what's happening as Batman's happening. Yeah. So the way he wrote it, it was like, it wasn't like you were like watching a story. It's like you were really living the story and it's just like, um it's like you're finding out along with batman you're not just watching him find out you know and so i really liked and and it's it's crazy like a lot of it is narration from from constantine and so like it's it's just wild to see where it's like you know constantine's narrating and you're just like i don't even know what's happening yet that was me that was me (laughs) i felt I think I felt that throughout the whole story. And like, I don't, I'm not a huge, granted, I'm not a huge Azarello fan. He wrote a couple other Batman stories. I think my favorite thing I've heard him write or read from him is a, he did a great Wonder Woman series at the beginning of the new 52, which is just like all time. And so I never thought I'd like it, but I ended up loving it. Uh, so I going into this, I was like, I don't know. I remember I bought the first issue when it came out and I read it and I was like, uh, it didn't stick with me. And I was like, I really don't care that much about this. So 
I, I have I actually have all three of these issues like in comic form, but I chose to read them digitally because I was like, whatever, it's just right on my iPad. So yeah, I think I think he's a mixed bag. I think a lot of this story, you have to be like very pro R-rated Batman. And I don't know kind of how I feel about that. So how are you pro R-rated Batman? Do you think he deserves the treatment? <clears throat> I I think I am because I think with um, I think you can get really like real with it yeah um because you know R-rated Batman can mean so many things like yeah, of course because it, it can <clears throat> really it can just dive into like a lot more like real life experience you know like um like when, when I said earlier that he's such like a grounded person, like, you know, we don't, we don't live in like a PG world. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of do live in an R rated world just day to day. And so I feel like seeing, um, I feel like seeing that like realness in comic form, you know, it doesn't have to happen all the time, but like yeah. in a story like this, like I'm pro these, you know, these one-off stories where it's like, they get really grounded, really real. And you're just like, you know, it, it's almost a shock to your system, but in a really like good way where it's just like, wow, like I can, I can still resonate with this kind of emotion, you know, yeah. cause it's such raw emotion. <clears throat> um, you know, it doesn't just have to be, you know, like sex and profanity, you know, yeah, for R-rated. Exactly. <clears throat> um, which, which, yeah, I mean, I'm totally pro, you know, and um, anything really to like expand the art form and really like get more, um, more takes, more stories, more all that, you know, yeah. I mean, he's still Batman. He's not going to turn into Deadpool kind of far rated territory. <laughs> yeah. And like, and yeah, that's the last thing I want, but it's, I thought, I think I agree with you. I think there's room, but I guess my one critique, and I think I'm I'm fairly critical of the black label stuff because I think it's become a lot of Batman, just R-rated Batman. And I'm like, I think there's so much more room in in the label to be like <clears throat> like right now, actually, uh a spoiler, but you you sent me a bunch of stuff that you're reading and you picked up that flash book, that flash graphic novel, the beginning of the rebirth stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh lightning strikes twice is yeah. what I got. It's the first Josh Williamson flash run like arc. And I've been reading that guy. He actually just came out currently with a black label series called rogues. And so the flash, his villains have, have a team and they literally call themselves the yeah. rogues. They are yeah. doing a black label series of the rogues right now. And it's like, like I would a, love to read that. It is all time. Like it's, it's everything I want from that label because it's gritty. And, and Williamson has said, there's no flash allowed. He's not going to come in the story. And it's like, well, it's like oceans 11, but it's the rogues. So it's them breaking into gorilla city to steal something, but it's all of their interpersonal drama. It's so freaking good. So like DC's finally tapping into that well of every other character too, that I really enjoy. Yeah. Speaking so, of, I would love to see a really gritty Flash Black Label. That would be really fun. Yes. Like, especially with his backstory. Like, um, like especially, yeah, with his mom dying. Like, 
I mean, I know what it's like to lose a parent. So okay. it's like, there's, there's a lot of emotion that comes with that. So to yeah. see like a way different, grittier Barry Allen would be wild. Have you read uh, any of Flash Rebirth or Flashpoint? Uh, yeah, of course, Flashpoint. Okay. I'm just making that's sure. Like one of, that's good. Yeah, I mean, that's like one of my favorites ever. Um, yeah. I actually uh, just picked up the full novel of that. Oh, like the omnibus? Like yeah. the big fat one? Uh, no, it's the, the, the first, the first two graphic okay. novels, the like volume one or two. I haven't gotten all of them. No, I would yeah, love yeah. to get the omnibus one, yeah. but yeah, yeah it, I mean, I, I love it. Well, actually going back to this story, uh, Brian Azzarello picked, like he did a, you know, there, there was flashpoint, the main arc, but then there's that peripheral stories going around him yeah. and another partner he collaborates with Eduardo Riso did flashpoint Batman uh i won't spoil yeah. it but when I, I you probably know but the big plot twist of who joker is in that universe yeah that was brian azarello the, the writer of the end so there you go that's really cool because yeah i just saw um yeah dc's coming out with a new issue of flashpoint batman yeah um yeah that's a really cool that's a really cool story arc i definitely would want to read more of that yeah it's 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 good stuff i'm like i'm not huge on like big event books like that and then the peripheral stuff going on i'm like i don't know how bad like are these usually any good they're subject to this one thing but i picked up that one and i was like oh this is really good so shows what i know um okay so in this story in batman damned how did you like the use of the peripheral dc characters you know you had zatanna you had swamp thing you had constantine and then you had like random ones like dead man jason blood like how did that how did that yeah, resonate with you? Spectre and Etrigan were in there. Yeah, yeah. I will say the use of the way they made Etrigan was really funny. And yeah. it was like really perfect because his rhyming gets so cheesy, but him as like this underground rapper, yeah. um that was that was very appropriate. And it made it made um made the rhyming a little bit more easy to to swallow because sometimes you're just like oh my god this is just so cheese yeah it was it was like <clears> what <throat> that it, that was it's always weird in comics when they like write singing you know yeah I'm like this is because you don't read it as singing yeah like i'm just reading it as just regular text and he's like speaking i was like oh no he's rapping i have to read this over in like a melody to like get the full effect yeah. um it's it's really cool to see those characters um and and just kind of see like them in sort of a new way like like specter he get he's never around yeah. you know and yeah. it, it's a shame because it's such like a it's such a cool character and so to kind of see him as the the um i don't know if it's really i guess, I guess the guide yeah. you know yeah, it was a um, lot of magic <clears throat> characters in the story, rightfully so. Yeah. Like, I, you find out that the weird little troll girl is an enchantress. I'm like, I did not yeah, see yeah. that coming mm -hmm. at all. I mean, I saw it only because you could see her little moon. Yeah. Uh, right away, I really liked that. So, um, should, should I talk spoilers here? Yeah, oh, we go full spoilers, full spoilers. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Because I didn't know if, if we should. Yeah, no, um, I give them a warning at the end. Or at, the right, um, at the beginning, at the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah. 
um yeah spoiler oh wait i should have told you um <laughs> yeah no i i i really so the two things i really loved was specter was like the guide towards death he was sort of like the 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 ferryman on the mm -hmm. river Styx, and then enchantress i felt like she was death yeah <clears throat> like at some point you know, when Bruce was a kid, um, there's a line in there. What does it say? It says tearless or fearless. Oh, yeah. And I think that was that might have been the point where that was the um, the deal where Bruce had made, you know, like, yeah, he doesn't want to be sad. He wants to turn into a fearless um, hero or whatever. Um, and so then maybe at that point, so she was the personification of death. She now owned his soul. And then, um, and then, yeah, Spectre was him, like, you know, taking him to the, uh, to, you know, the land of the dead. Yeah. Um, and then on the, on the, you know, the, the, the sort of closing scene. Yeah. When the, when the drawer closes and Batman, you know, just, you know, vanishes. You kind of really see that all come in together. <clears throat> I literally, okay, so frankly, I read the story. It's only three issues. I read it and then I had to Wikipedia the plot because I was like, I don't know what just happened, what I just read. And so like, that's your, your brain's working better than mine did because some of that stuff, I just know who I am. And I'm like, it goes over my head. I'm like, sometimes I need to be spoon fed this stuff. And so, yeah. Like, you know, it kind of did the first time also for me. Like, especially yeah. because in the the first page, the first couple pages, I was, I was reading the dialogue as if Batman was saying it. Yeah. And then on, you know, the fourth or fifth page or whatever, it was revealed that Constantine is narrating it. Mm -hmm. And then, and so like, I was reading stuff as different characters. And so then I kind of like, I had, I went back, I reread those first couple pages. And then even though, even after reading it all the way through, I was like kind of thinking about it and then I, I read it again just to like more grasp it and then I got all that other stuff <clears throat> and then I went to read a little bit about the book online just about the the authors and the label and all that stuff yeah yeah there I think that Brian Israel is a great pick for black label stuff um I, you know, I said, I said, how I feel about Batman in Black Label, but um, going in, we were talking about uh, some of the real world and we live in, 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 in a rated R world. Um, I want to hear what you thought about the background stuff, because I totally missed this plot. I didn't understand what was happening. And so I'm really glad I figured it out or it, I read it on Wikipedia. But what do you think about the background stuff with Thomas and Martha Wayne? Are you pro that or? Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm pro seeing stuff in a different light like you know this is the one-off issue whatever <clears throat> and so i think <clears throat> something that's um man i don't want to say this this is it's I don't want to say it's cool to see, you know, this sort no, of story I, arc with their marriage, but it's like, it's interesting to see it. Yeah. Because we have, as, you know, consumers of this medium have always 
looked at Thomas and Martha as just such great parents and they have a great marriage and every, like everything is great, you know, but yeah, we've never seen how they actually are in their marriage day to day, you know, and it very well could have been like that. Yeah. You know, we don't, we don't know, you know? And so, um, so yeah, like they could have had a real marriage with real struggles and all this sort of stuff. And that mm. could have very well happened. And, you know, they could have been in therapy and all that stuff together. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of one of those things that, you know, made me think like, what if in Keaton Batman or in Pattinson Batman or like all this stuff when it kind of shows, you know, a little bit into the past yeah. of his parents, like yeah what if their marriage was rocky like yeah. we we as comic consumers like yeah we we really don't know and yeah. so i'm i i don't want to say i'm pro seeing them in a negative light but i am pro diving into who they are just cuz it's it's so interesting and <clears throat> you know even from personal experience um you know I mentioned earlier that I lost a parent like I lost my dad when I was pretty mm-hmm. young and I'd always had such a great relationship with him and he was you know it was typical of my dad was my hero kind of stuff growing up and all that yeah. um and you know now being you know 35 you know I look back and it's like yeah I still feel that way but also I know who I am as a person and I know my flaws and all my shortcomings so it's just like I know my dad had all of those same things. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just never saw them as as his kid because our dynamic was different than the dynamic he had with his peers. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So <clears throat> so it's interesting, kind of just taking from my own life, like my perception of someone versus someone else's perception of somebody, or you know experiences. Yeah. And yeah. so so I thought that was a really interesting add in which I really enjoyed just because it was so different and so unexpected. Yeah, really. That I think, yeah, I think I, I, I enjoyed it for that, that it, that it was just the unexpected and you're just like, you're taken aback because you just, you'd never thought about it. Like I'm sure anyone who's ever read this, you know, read all three issues or the, or the full novel or whatever, they've never thought once about Thomas and Martha's marriage. Oh yeah. No, I think, I think you're right. And as you become a Batman fan, you know, like as like, and not that saying you're not, but I mean, like, as, as you know, you read more Batman, I just think that I've realized my favorite characters in the Batman universe are not, it's not even Batman. Like, I think I I've come to the conclusion that my two favorite characters are Alfred and commissioner Gordon, because I think like they are so <laughs> fascinating and like how they're the yeah. only two who can check him. Going to going into the art of this story, how did you like Lee Bermejo's portrayal of Gotham? It was very uh, like specific, obviously very gritty and dark in tone. How, how'd you like that? I really liked it. I thought it was pretty accurate. I kind of didn't even flinch at it. Yeah. Like it was, it was just very right on, and it was very in in line with the tone of the whole story too. You know, like the you know explosions and raining and like whatever you know very it's very gotham yeah and like it you know uh, the the i think there's number one i I, we're really lucky that he to get him on a full book because you'll just see that guy do like posters and prints and stuff and they're all like so beautiful 
like the occasional like variant cover or whatever, but to get yeah. him on like a full title is awesome. He did a really good like Batman. This is right up his alley too, because he did a Batman Christmas story called Noel, and it's him doing like Batman. I think I saw that. Oh yeah, it's it's OG, and like he did like Batman <clears throat> Ghost of Christmas Past. Like he's Ebenezer Scrooge or whatever. It's it's wild, man. That's pretty sick. I kind of want to look that up now. I didn't even know that existed. Oh yeah, I that's like. For me, I obviously picked this book up more for his art than for Azrael's writing, just because like he doesn't yeah. resonate with me. But then you see all that Dead Man <clears throat> stuff was just like Lee Bermejo going off. He's like, yeah, I got the this. the Dead Man illustrations were super cool. I really liked the how he showed the effect of him like possessing people. Yeah, that was super cool. And his his whole depiction of Dead Man too, like I like that his suit or whatever um looked more like it was uh exposed muscles rather than like an actual suit like i thought that was kind of cool um yeah and even at the end so i have the the graphic novel not the three issues and at Mm -hmm. the end it shows all the variants all the variant covers and all the uh, extra art and it's really cool i really like looking through all that i like when books include that at the end yeah same and on i'm so bad like because i buy all those variant covers too because i just think like in, in in that moment, I'm like, oh, this is five bucks. Like, absolutely, I have this like a beautiful art, and so I have one. Well, Jim Lee did a bunch of the variant covers for this book. He, I got, I got. There's a issue number two. There's a variant for that. I picked it up because it's like I don't know the tones and the colors. How did you like the bat suit in this in this book compared to others that you've seen? It's um, it's pretty solid. It it's kind of. It kind of reminded me of a mix between Affleck and Pattinson. Mm-hmm. Like it was kind of like a hybrid of those two suits. Definitely wasn't as armor as Pattinson's. Yeah. Um, but it seemed like a bit, um, bit like a. I don't know. I was really into it. I yeah. liked it. Are you okay? <laughs> wait, are you pro armor Batman, like super armor Batman, or pro like fabric Batman? um this is an important i kind of like i kind of i kind of like the in-between i don't like the heavy armor because part of part of um you know batman's abilities is his ability to fight really well no. i don't know how you know limber and fast you can be fully armored yeah. but i don't think you need to be you know thin costume like it's got to be somewhere in the middle, you know. Like I think, man, I think like I think Christian Bale, his first and second suits, I think were pretty good. Where it's like they were armor, but they weren't like they weren't like full plated, like whatever. Even when he yeah. was talking in the movies of Lucius, where it, he's like oh this is like a bunch of armor but they're plates so there's gaps in between yeah you know and so it made it like you know he actually talks about like oh yeah you'll be fast but you know you'll have the gaps where someone could stab you yeah like the first one the first the second movie suit so his second suit was the first time in like cinema history that batman could turn his head and like up and down which is like so mind-blowing to think about yeah, it's it's really funny that we never even thought about that. And then they made a joke like, oh, you want to be able to turn your head? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, be back in the, make back in the driveway easier. 
Yeah, and like, and then and I'm like, yeah, when I never thought about that. And then you look at Keaton Batman, and he's oh, like, oh yeah, he's doing that, you know, turn his shoulders around to turn his head. It's just like, oh man, it's. But like you know, there's an affinity for it, and they stylized those Burton movies so well. Like I think those oh, are. Yeah. I'm, I am I'm of the school of thought that I think Jack Nicholson's my favorite live action Joker, just because like if you <clears throat> opened up a comic book they are lit that's who he is and and like at the time especially so i'm 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 everyone's doing messed up makeup joker now and that's just not my jam so yeah i um every time i read a joker line i read it in mark hamill's voice oh and that's the right way to read it that's yeah are you re- are you watching any of that Batman animated series stuff? Like I don't know if you have HBO Max, but um, I do. I mean, that's how I'm watching all the DC oh. animation stuff. All yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, you know, I haven't watched it recently. The last time I watched it was probably a couple of years ago. Um, but I mean, yeah, the whole reason to watch it is Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. Yeah. Oh yeah, and like oh. it's hard. It's hard to like. It's. It's hard to not be disappointed when you watch anything animated Batman and Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill are not the voices. No, I'm totally with you. And I think if I was to give props to anyone else afterwards, I'd say Bruce Greenwood, who did like Young Justice Batman and then uh, Under the Red Hood Batman. Yeah, he did Under the Red Hood, which I love Under the Red Hood. It's one of my favorite um, DC movies. Uh, And then what's his name? Oh man, John DiMaggio. Yeah. Uh he did a good joker, but I'm like, man, I just like want to hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. It's but it, like his joker was great though. Yeah. I think that was like one of and I love John DiMaggio. I love Bender. I love oh, yeah. freaking Adventure Time. Like I love I love all his voices. Yeah, he's oh no, totally he's great. <laughs> it's cool though, too, because like and there's some of those guys they got like even Jensen Ackles in that is, is yeah. Jason Todd, which is like all time. Every fan wants him to be Jason Todd now. So I'm just, I'm a fan. He was, he also, he did Batman in, um, Oh, long Halloween. Yeah. There you go. I was like, which, which one? Yeah. Yeah. He did Batman long Halloween too. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't had a he, chance he, to He's watch better. That. He's better at Red Hood. Oh yeah. Oh, Batman. those, that, those movies are so freaking striking too. Like I know the, the new, new animation doesn't hit with me as hard, but the old animation is so good. Um, okay. So last question, I didn't have much personally to say about Batman damned because like it was three issues. I didn't understand what was going on, but you know, otherwise like, yeah, no, I thought it was solid. Um, what would you rate the story out of 10? Oh man. <clears throat> it's, it's, I feel like that's such a hard question just cause there's so many aspects of it of that, that I love. The casual readability is really tough. So it definitely yeah. knocks down some points. Like I had to yeah. read it twice to understand it. And then I didn't. And then even still, when we decided to talk about it, I was like, all right, let me brush up. I'm going to yeah, like, you know, kind of skim through it again. And so it's casual readability kind of sucked. I did like the creative take on on the characters like especially like you know the marriage of the waynes um i liked the different um stuff with like enchantress and specter i think those those two are my favorite um like character alterations 
Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Not Jason Blood. No, yeah. Um, yeah, I forgot that his name is is Jason Blood in there. So when you said Jason Blood, I was like, who's that? And then I was yeah. like, oh, you forgot to say Etrigan. And I was like, oh yeah, that's I forgot. <laughs> um, I don't know. So the art was great. Like it's it's wild seeing Batman's mortality, which I think as much as we hate it it's important to see that he is still a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Which, which like, I love that they all, that they often show um, like his scars and all that stuff. They show that he's not invincible, which I think is really important for him, for his, his whole story arc. But to see that he is mortal um, is, is shocking, but it is also, I think, important to see. Um I don't know. I guess I would say I would probably give it a seven or an eight, right in there. Yeah, we can do decimals too if you want. All right, let's say seven and a half. I think it was so creative, and it was, and it, and it changed our perception of all of these characters, which I thought was really good. Um. I think it only really gets knocked down some points just because it it is hard to understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like trying to read Ulysses. Oh yeah. James Joyce. Sure. <laughs> I dude, I can try reading Ulysses. I'll read the same, you know, I'll read the first page 30 times and not even know where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, and that's <clears throat> I feel like that's a common theme and I've realized that about myself for like some writers like uh brian Azrael is one of those uh another one is uh warren ellis who like notoriously did the famous remake on moon Knight. i'm like i read a bunch of his stuff i'm like i li- i tried to do a video review for moon Knight, the six issue series that he did that really like mr knight and all that stuff came from it yeah i was like i could not explain to the camera what happened in the six issues that i read and i was like <laughs> this is a garbage review i literally just don't even know what i'm saying and so uh, I felt I felt that way kind of about about this book too. That's why I was like, oh, yeah. I want to pull something, but I don't really know what what I can pull. So I, I feel what you're saying. Um, there's two things I wanted to hop on, and one being you talking about the humanity of Batman. I agree, and I think that this got that too because, it, yeah, the first thing is the humanity of Batman because I also it makes me think of the movie with Pattinson, and I think one of the yeah. things that I'm deciding <clears throat> whether or not I liked about that movie was that we not only saw like how Batman, I I really think it was a real take of how he would be, but also how the world would perceive him. Like, I think Batman is kind of a, like if we, if he was out there, we would think he is a total weirdo. I'm like, you are socially awkward. And Oh yeah. And they nailed it. Yeah. He, he really is. Like, I think, I think, yeah, that was definitely one of the strong points of Pattinson's performance was that he, he did make him like kind of awkward. Yeah. And then even like there was there's even comments about like um which with also Andy Circus as Alfred. At first I was like like I knew he'd be good, yeah. but then I was like, I don't how is it gonna be, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, because he's you know very famous for voices and being yeah. really animated. And being gorillas, <clears throat> literally. Yeah. And um and then like seeing that dynamic was like it was amazing, but yeah, even like um oh what was it he was saying something about um about bruce going out you know out into the public or whatever and like kind of and it kind of made it like a light 
comment but but yeah it was he was definitely really like awkward when he was out like at the funeral and all that and i thought i thought what i thought was really cool about the batman was that you kind of barely saw bruce wayne oh yeah yeah. Like that, I thought was really cool. You, we've never gotten a movie where it was it was all Batman. It was, yeah. Yeah. it was all Batman and only you know a couple scenes of Bruce Wayne. You're right. <laughs> I, I'm thinking about that now, and I think you're really right. <laughs> like I'm trying to think. Like, there's only I can think of like two off the top of my head where we really got Bruce, and that was about it, though. Yeah, and what I thought was nuts too, which I lo- I love that they took a lot of inspiration from year one obviously it was year two yeah you can see his diary where it says year two on it yeah but even when he's when he's riding around on his motorcycle and stuff and he has his backpack and like you know the the rest of the bat suits in the backpack obviously you know and so i thought that was kind of um that was kind of a fun little thing that they did where it's like yeah he's still figuring out how to transport all that stuff how to be batman and how to do all that all those things you know even though he's you know two years into it no yeah absolutely it's it was good and so like i saw that though also in in this story that we read and then uh i guess my my second it was a point but now it's a question and and it makes me think how did how'd you feel about batman killing joker um was it believable was like was it justified like do you buy into it how do you feel about it that was that that's a mixed that's a a mixed feeling thing um towards the end of the comic when it's showing him killing joker i think he he knew he was gonna die yeah and so i think that batman chose to kill him because he he even says it he was afraid of what he was going to do he's like now batman's not here like you he knows that he needs the dynamic you know you need batman and joker like yeah. you can't have the, the scale tipped one way mm-hmm. you know because it's <clears throat> and so i think i understand it um but then joker's alive yeah at the end yeah that was i was like i looked it up afterwards i'm like is there gonna be a sequel because batman's dead what what's gonna happen so i don't know so that 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 is something i'm still confused on but also when i was reading after i read it the second time and i read up about it it's this book was made to be just open for any interpretation so it's basically all just um fan theories yeah yeah. and so it's either um what i get from it it's either joker was never dead but batman just had so much trauma from injuries and so he died in the ambulance is what i'm guessing he died in the ambulance and then right when the um the ambulance guy in the back is about to take off his cowl i think that's the point where his like you know life flashes before your eyes moments yeah. started yeah and i think then, yeah <clears throat> and so i think he thinks he killed joker and then once he you know was put back in the drawer in the morgue then you see joker actually live yeah and and so the other one was like oh i wish he was still here and then batman sacrifices himself for the joker but i think i think that seems less likely i think more 
it's he thinks he killed him and he's kind of living with that in his last moments and then yeah then he's in the morgue and joker's actually alive yeah i i think i'm with you on that because like yeah i i i the moment of death i think i totally agree with because i think that makes the most sense and you know that's kind of when everything got a little bit more elevated so yeah yeah it's and like also too wouldn't that be the end of batman is everyone finding out who he is you know yeah like him that if that's how he goes and that's the moment he goes i just think that all checks out for me so yeah well hey thank you so much for coming on the podcast it was so fun we've already talked we're going to do this again soon so we'll get another black label books you were saying harleen and i'm down for harleen because i hear that is so good and i've never read it yeah i yeah every everyone i know who's read it which not many people but er, all of those people everyone says it's it's the best one i mean i've only read one black label but so far like i'm so interested just because this was so interesting and so it's funny too it's fast and loose what dc considers black label because like what was once vertigo is now black label and like even you know i i'd tell those friends i'd make sure they would have read mr miracle because that's like by tom king and mitch garrett's one of the all-time best so um, yeah and now it's officially black label and there's one i'd love to share with you as a as an animated series fan it's called um batman white knight which is yeah i actually have that uh saved on my favorites and i'm gonna pick that up that is that and i mean this? i was gonna pick up today yeah. oh good because i yeah. will tell you right now that is when it came out and like finally when i read it it was my favorite joker story in the last 10 years i think it is all time and yeah. that artist is ridiculous and as a car guy he draws also some of the best freaking cars ever so that's awesome yeah his, hopefully his i test negative soon so i can visit comic stores again yeah, yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> well thank you so much for making time uh for all the fans make sure to uh like and subscribe uh check us out on twitter youtube and instagram um at camarades comics and is there any plugs that you want to make for anything you're going on no just like and subscribe this is a good channel like and subscribe awesome awesome well hey thank you so much alan we will see you next time all right see ya see ya